How often do you experience sorrow? How often can you experience sorrow and recover? How can you keep your heart from turning to stone when it's been wounded or broken? Is there a help that you can take that can take you from the depths of despair, the crushing blows of life and ever really live again? Well, if you've asked those questions or are feeling down right now, you're not alone. We've all suffered. In fact, that's our topic today as we talk to the author of a new book who's felt some of those same difficulties and challenges when he writes a book that he titled Overcoming Life's Sorrows, Learning from Jeremiah. Hi, this is Pastor Mark Frith, Chairman of the Family Shield Ministry Board and today's guest host of the Family Shield Radio and Podcast Network. Thank you for being a part of the Family Shield family where we remind one another always to put on the whole armor of God. Well, our guest for today's program is the Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing. He was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Dr. Reed is a former parish pastor, former seminary professor, a biblical scholar and perpetual student, and now serves at Concordia University, St. Paul, Minnesota, as professor of theology and ministry. Dr. Lessing, welcome to the Family Shield program. Good to be here, Mark. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, we're delighted that you could be with us. Dr. Lessing, you've been such a blessing to the church with your ability to research uh, Hebrew and Greek biblical texts, teaching seminary and university students, leading pastors in conferences and preaching seminars. You've written several books and now recently this very special book on Jeremiah. But, you know, one of the first things I noticed is that you dedicated this new book to your children. Well, as Family Shield Network, we are all about family. Would you tell us just a little bit about your children, ones that we seldom get to see or hear from? I have three children. They all live in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, Abby, Jonathan, and Lori, two are married, one is not. And I have two grandchildren. And over the years, I have uh, written uh, seven other books, actually, uh, that are more technical, they're uh, <laughs> Hebrew of the Old Testament, etc. Mm -hmm. And over the years, they've asked, Dad, when are you going to write a book for us? Um, <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, as uh, events unfolded, uh, the book we're addressing today on Jeremiah is really my first book uh, for lay people, it's, it doesn't require any knowledge of Hebrew or Greek or the complexities of uh, Israelite history. Uh, so it was with great joy that I dedicated uh, this book to them. Uh, and it says in the, uh, the title page, uh, for Abby Joy, Jonathan Curtis, Lori Beth, who asked me to write a book for them. So here you go, kids. <laughs> well, God bless them. What a what a gift to be a dad and and just to have just a significant love for your own kids, but also for others. So you have been a you are a university professor. You've been a seminary professor. Many of whom your students are probably younger. Although in this day and age, a lot of second career people that the Lord is pulling in. Um, you know, we hear about shortages of church work students and potentially shortages of pastors. Tell us from your seat uh, and from your lecture hall, what is your great hope for the church 
uh, in light of what we hear about the shortages of students? Right. Within our denomination, as you probably know, Mark, we have a uh, very robust, concentrated emphasis called Set Apart to Serve, uh, which is a, a denominational-wide uh, emphasis on uh, finding, uh, recruiting, equipping, and sending uh, pastors, teachers, uh, youth directors, uh, music ministers. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. This is really the first time uh, that within the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, that we have had such a, a program with such great emphasis. Um, and if I can go one more on that one, what do you see as some of the biggest questions among our laity when uh, a man or a woman are thinking, I'm not sure that the Lord could use me in such a way? What What's your common response to that? <laughs> well, you've had people ask you that question too, right? Can yes. God use me? Uh, and, and you and I know, and most of our listeners know, that uh, God uses all shapes and sizes, doesn't he? Uh, a good example would be Jeremiah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> who is uh, a young man, maybe about 11, 12, 13 years old when God calls him. And Jeremiah says, Lord, I'm too young. And God says, I'm not going to uh, use the, uh, the people uh, that you might think I'm going to use. I'm mm. going to use uh, uh, people who are going to be uh, my vessels of oh. uh, my grace and truth. So I think it's a a wonderful uh, calling that you and I have on our lives, and, and really every Christian, uh, that God uh, doesn't uh, call those who are already equipped, uh, but he equips those who are called. <laughs> mm. uh, and we're all called to be in uh, ministry and share the love of Jesus. So uh, if you're kind of messed up and broken and still have a lot of questions, well, welcome to the club. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is that's just some of the best news of the day. So thank <laughs> you for that, uh, Dr. Reed. Well, tell us why this book that you've written most recently, Overcoming Life's Sorrows, Learning from Jeremiah. I mean, the title alone hits us squarely with a reality that most of us dare I say, are only too familiar. Why this book? Oh, I've had a, a love affair with Jeremiah for about 20 years and have uh, uh, wanted to write a book on Jeremiah for some time. Uh, and it, it seemed as though having done, as I said, uh, seven more kind of technical books, it was time to do something uh, for uh, lay people. And I thought, well, my specialty is Old Testament prophets, and I've uh, already written on several Old Testament prophets. I've not done Jeremiah. Okay. Um, so I, I'm uh, captivated by Jeremiah because Jeremiah is a survivor. Uh, Jeremiah goes through the, the death of his country and the overrunning of Judah and Jerusalem, and his book uh, gives us a map, a model uh, a, a, a way to uh, not just be absolutely undone and crushed by life setbacks and sorrows. Mm. Sure, life is going to be different after that, uh, but it need not stop. We need not uh, quit believing in Jesus. We need not lose hope. Mm. Uh, and Jeremiah is just filled with this kind of wisdom and and uh, and and 
really a Christ-centered hope, finally, uh, oh, yes. throughout the book. Wonderful. So I, as I read through your book, the opening chapter, you introduce us to the prophet Jeremiah. You gave us a little snapshot here at the beginning. But I found that opening chapter to be so easy to read, and you write like a storyteller might, in my estimation. Could you provide us uh, with a short introduction to the prophet Jeremiah as we encounter uh, in Scripture? Right. I, <laughs> um, what what a, a prophet. Uh, what a book. But Jeremiah is the longest book in the Bible, word for word. We know more about Jeremiah than anyone else in the Old Testament. Uh, in fact, we know more about Jeremiah than anyone else uh, in uh, ancient history. And why is that? Because in the first uh, half of the book, Jeremiah tells us a lot about his heart, mm -hmm. his feelings, his prayers, his emotions, his discouragement. Uh, and then in the second half of the book, he tells us a lot about his history. Uh, so um, Jeremiah is born in uh, the middle of the 7th century uh, BC, uh, and he's called by God, as I said, maybe when he's a young teenager, and uh, lives through uh, the, um, the most cataclysmic mm. event in the Old Testament, and that would be uh, the Babylonian invasion of Judah and Jerusalem, and they came in like a steamroller and pretty much mm. obliterated everything. Uh, and Jeremiah lives through that, and uh, tells us how to uh, use his wisdom, his God-given wisdom, uh, when life flattens us. Oh, my goodness. So what's the, what's the central purpose of us reading through Old Testament and uh, how it points to Christ? Mm -hmm. And as a, um, uh, a former parish pastor, a couple of times— um, what do you see as the value of, of the Old Testament in supporting what we've come to know in Christ Jesus, the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a wonderful question. The Old Testament is 77.5% of the Bible. Oh, my God. Um, so don't let anyone say it's like um, um, two thirds or even three fourths. <laughs> it's 77%. Um, and this is, of course, the Bible of Jesus and Paul and Peter and John and the early church. What can we learn uh, about Jesus, finally, from Jeremiah? Uh, Jesus is in uh, a place called Caesarea Philippi, mm -hmm. in, uh, recorded for us in Matthew chapter 16. Okay. And uh, Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Uh, and uh, then his disciples say, some say uh, uh, John the Baptist, some say one of the prophets. And then this is just wonderful in verse 13 of Matthew 16. Um, some say Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it about Jesus that made some people say, oh, Jesus is actually Jeremiah, like risen from the dead. Mm. Um so as we learn about Jeremiah and, and his joys and sorrows, uh, we, we really begin to learn more about Jesus. For example, just one example, at the end of Jeremiah 11, Jeremiah says to God in one of his laments, uh, you led me like a, a lamb to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jeremiah is the weeping prophet, the suffering prophet. And as we 
see Jeremiah, we begin to get a sense of Israel's greatest prophet, who uh, actually uh, climactically was led like a lamb to the slaughter mm. on Good Friday. Uh, so the short answer is there would be all of these connecting links between Jeremiah and Jesus. The more we learn about Jeremiah, the more we learn about Jesus. Mm. Uh, you said you've fallen in love with Jeremiah for the last 20 years. What was it that really kind of said, I'm going to sit with Jeremiah for a good long while? What was it about that book? <laughs> right. I think it it is the fact that he's so uh, authentic and real and vulnerable and open and transparent. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, and I appreciate that. I, I, um, I think that the the people, the Christian leaders who have influenced me the most are people who are like Jeremiah. They're honest, they're open, they share their sorrows, their uh, brokenness, their pain, uh, and yet they have just great hope infused in their teaching and preaching. Uh, so that's what I like about Jeremiah. Um, he... Um, he says, obviously, many of our listeners know uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, and the Hebrew word there is shalom. Shalom, mm. put your life back together again. Plans to give you hope in a future. Um, yeah, so uh, Jeremiah, as I say in, in, in my opening chapter, Jeremiah is more than just a bullfrog. Right. <laughs> yes. That's one of the, the fascinating things about the way you write this book. And for anyone, whether you've uh, read through Jeremiah or not, you have a way of just pastorally dealing with all of these different uh uh, aspects of life's sorrows. Mm -hmm. So uh, one last thing um, uh, before we just take a little a moment here. Why the title Overcoming Life Sorrows? Oh, my. <laughs> well, we want to announce hope for people. So overcoming is, is certainly a, a wonderful Pauline idea uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 37. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Um, and, and the you know, life sorrows. Uh, I wrote most of this during the early part of the pandemic. Okay. So it wasn't difficult to find oh. a lot of sorrow and loss and frustration. Well, thank you for that. And I want to thank uh, the Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing for being with us today. In just a minute, we'll get back to our conversation with him and dig into this book, Overcoming Life's Sorrows. But let me share why we're here for you at Family Shield. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ Jesus and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States and heard by more than 850,000 people each week. We also produce a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to and receive it on your computer or your cell phone. We recently produced a new Family Shield bookmark, and we'd love to send one as a gift to you. If you'd like to receive that, please email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Also, because we're talking about one of the books of the Bible, we'd like to send you a very special booklet called The Bible, What, When, and Why. How Christians read the Bible, can talk about it, and study it. To gain insight why this book is so important, so receive a free copy of this booklet by calling our telephone number 877-250-8416. We'll mail it to you free of charge. You can also order that booklet uh, from the same uh, 
email address, witness to family at gmail.com. Because our guest is Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing, author of the book, Overcoming Life's Sorrows, Learning from Jeremiah. We would encourage you to buy your copy either at cph.org or you can also find it on amazon.com. And as a listener-supported ministry, your prayers and financial support are critical. They allow us to continue to share the saving gospel message with listeners in your community. So we invite your prayers and your gifts. Gifts can be sent to Family Shield Ministries at 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. You can charge a monthly or even just a one-time gift at FamilyShieldMinistries.com. Well, let's get back to our guest, the Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing. Reed, let's dig into your book, Overcoming Life's Sorrows, Learning from Jeremiah. You expose us to Jeremiah and our own sorrows through 26 chapters. Each of the chapters are titled something like Overcoming Through, like God's Word, Overcoming Through Confession, Absolution, Overcoming Through Hope, Overcoming Through Worship, just to share a few of the chapter titles. Dr. Lessing, tell us how this book came together for you and what we can expect in each chapter. Well, it came together for me through a lot of uh, research and um, reading uh, different commentaries and articles on Jeremiah. Certainly my own um, reading through the book and rereading, <laughs> rereading Jeremiah. Um, and it seemed as though, uh, as I say in the introduction, it's not a commentary, like a verse-by-verse -verse commentary, because uh, I've done that. And my children won't read those kinds of books, as I said. Uh, uh, and yet it's not a devotional book either. Um, so what I tried to do is essentially take my uh, callings in life. Uh, I have served as a full-time pastor for 20 years. And uh, I've been a, a full-time professor now for uh, 16 years. Uh, so what do you do with that? I, I'm, I'm kind of in both worlds. Right. I, I love the uh, academic worlds and I love the world of, you know, congregational ministry. Uh, so if, if you're aware of that background that I bring to the writing task, that's what you will see. You'll see uh, some explanation of Greek and Hebrew words, mm -hmm. but you'll also see a, a lot of illustrations and uh, applications uh, of course, I don't deal with every chapter in Jeremiah. Uh, there's 52, and I think, as you said, I've got about 26 chapters in my book. Uh, what I try and do is is go through. I mean, we go from chapters 1 through 52, um, but in my estimation, we hit the uh, chapters that are perhaps the most significant in the book of Jeremiah. Well, each chapter just kind of unveils itself in a real helpful, biblical, and also practical way, and I thank you for that. Chapter 11 was uh, one that um, I got to sit in probably the longest, where it's titled Overcoming Through Trust. And you refer to a Robert Putnam's book, Bowling Alone, The Collapse and Revival of American mm -hmm. Community. Can we talk about that for a bit, specifically the similarities and or differences from Jeremiah's context and where we find ourselves today in this country? A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are worried. What's going on in our world that we can overcome through trust through this uh, opportunity in your chapter? Yeah, I is certainly the 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 title is is trusting God, um, and the God 
who is revealed in his son Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, part of being in a relationship with this God, the only God, the true God, the God of love and mercy, the God of shalom, who puts broken lives back together again, is that he also uh, places us into community, community. Okay. Uh, I find that when I'm in life sorrows and disasters, uh, that there is a temptation to uh, pull back. There's a temptation to try and go it alone. There's a temptation to feel embarrassed or full of shame or no one will understand. Um, and and that is a recipe for absolute disaster. Mm. Uh, we need each other. Uh, and this whole idea of bowling alone then, this uh, somewhat famous book by a Harvard sociologist, as you said, Robert Putnam, uh, is increasingly, and, and we're all aware of this, right? We've read the studies, we've seen the numbers. Increasingly, Americans are trying to go it alone uh, and go it alone when they have life's disasters uh, hit them square in the face. Mm -hmm. So this chapter is encouraging people uh, to follow along the lines of Jeremiah, be open, be honest, say, I'm struggling with this. I, I need community. I need community. It's not good, <laughs> right? In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, it's not good for a man or woman to be alone. Um, and, and we need each other, especially, especially when uh, we're trying to overcome life sorrows. Well, oh, thank you for that. You also talk about worry um, in that same chapter um, and not giving into it. It seems like everywhere you turn, people are so anxious, even though the Lord mm -hmm. says, cast your cares on me for he cares for you or for I care for you mm -hmm. um, uh, and not to be anxious. So uh, share with us how worrying can really upend us. And then what is the solution? I certainly, I think we all know that, that worry is, uh, this is an illustration I use in the chapter, is like um, being in a rocking chair and, and, and going really fast in a rocking chair, up and down, up and down. You exert a lot of energy, but you don't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, one solution to worry um, is to guard what we think. Now, we can't guard everything that we think, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but uh, we can uh, begin to choose uh, not to look at uh, that website or not respond to this person or not uh, watch that Netflix show. Mm -hmm. uh, because we know, we know, we know, we know that that's just going to increase our worry. Uh, so I need to be strategic about this. Uh, and say, what what then is going to combat worry? And one of the greatest messages in the whole book of Jeremiah is that we overcome by God's word, uh, and not only by reading it, but meditating on it. And, and, right. and it's just a, a, a wonderful way to begin to not let worry have the final say. We all worry. We're going to worry the rest of our lives. I mean, I'm not trying to be simplistic here, but we can, we can take concrete steps so it doesn't overwhelm us. And, and we actually have a buoyant, joyful hope in the future, just like Jeremiah. Hmm. 
Thank you for that. You know, this book, as I thought through in my one of my questions, what are the various ways you would recommend people consuming your book? And I'm going to share with you that this is a book, as I read through it, saying I could sit in this for a year and I could just read a, a few paragraphs every day as a devotional uh, opportunity uh, through it. I think it speaks to pastors and church workers, as well as you have in mind, you know, the everyday man, woman, boy, and girl mm -hmm. sitting in the pew or sitting on the park side and the like. You have any thoughts about ways that you, this book that you spent so much mm -hmm. time in, how it could be consumed? What are some best practices or ways? Oh, that's a great question. I, I might just add somewhat anecdotally that in uh, one of the classes I teach at uh, Concordia University in St. Paul is a uh, an overview of the Bible for all our students. And most of these students come in, they know it's a Christian university, uh, and, and they want to learn something about the Bible. But, but they've never, and again, I'm, I'm being somewhat um, general here in my comments, but most of my students have never thought that the Bible was actually practical. Uh, that it, okay. you know, it has some good stuff and it tells us about Jesus and we're forgiven and we die and we go to heaven, but they've never really encountered um, the Bible as a practical roadmap for life. Um, so I'm, I'm very uh, <laughs> humbled and excited that these students read this Jeremiah book and, and they actually come away saying, oh, I get it. Uh, God is actually concerned about, uh, you know, all of my life. Um, so, it, it, as you indicated, Mark, the, the, the audience is very broad, very broad. Um, and the, the, perhaps one way to go through it, uh, and I suggest this in a matter of words in the introduction, is grab Jeremiah, your Bible, <laughs> um, and uh, read through my introduction, the first chapter, and then read Jeremiah chapters one and two, and, and maybe proceed that way. Uh, because my chapters are, are going to follow the, the order of the chapters in the book of Jeremiah. In other words, I, when you get to Jeremiah 32, um, you, you're going to be about two-thirds of the way through my book. Um, yeah, and, and uh, going back to the bowling alone plague that uh, eats away at many of us, is uh, why not do this in a group of people? Oh, uh, yes. let, Let's read through Jeremiah. And let's read through what Reed Lessing has to say about Jeremiah. Well, Dr. Lessing, I wish we had more time to visit today. Thank you so much for being our guest today on the Family Shield Network. Uh, Dr. Reed Lessing is professor of theology and ministry at Concordia University, St. Paul, Minnesota, a university of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Again, you can purchase Dr. Lessing's book at cph.org or on Amazon. The title, once again, is overcoming life's sorrows, learning from Jeremiah. That's all the time we have for today. Visit us after the program at familyshieldministries.com. And as always, put on the whole armor of God. The Lord be with you. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, 
grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Thank you.